A dictionary definition of the word context is the interrelated conditions in which something exists or occurs. AQMB's Artist Statement podcast is a conversation series exploring the fresh perspectives in art generated by these changing contexts. Politically, culturally, socially, other. It features artists and thinkers orbiting our world, where we chat in response to developments in technology, communication, and beyond. I'm editor Steph Kredovich, and in this episode I speak with Maria Minerva, a performer and producer known for her self-conscious bedroom productions of new disco and lo-fi pop, who also happens to work in environmental advocacy in Los Angeles. The Estonian-born artist released her fifth solo album after an extended six-year hiatus, somewhat anticlimactically in September, while America was, and is, still in the grip of the coronavirus pandemic. Released via Not Not Fun sister label 100% Silk, the album is Maria's first to be co-produced and her most high-fidelity, danceable and energetic release to date. I'd interviewed Maria over the phone in 2012 for the release of her third album, Will Happiness Find Me, when we both still lived in London. We didn't speak again until I relocated to Los Angeles in 2017. That's when Maria DM'd me out of the blue to invite me to visit her place in the only open community of the secluded suburb of Calabasas. The following is a conversation conducted by me from her house, while she was with family in New Jersey recovering from coronavirus herself, weeks before the US presidential election. It's not not authentic, but it's not personal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I had fun writing these songs. I was kind of in a phase in my life where I didn't care about trying to weave in this or that or do this like hypertextual stuff that I've been doing in the past. But at the end of the day, it's still there. It's just not as in your face as it used to be. And I don't care if it translates or not. I think it's fine if it just sounds like a pop record. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a departure from this, like, I'm in art school, I'm so cool, <laughs> uh, thing that I was doing when I was younger. The thing that everyone was doing when they were younger. As they should, yeah, it's part of being young. <laughs> um, but you said before that, you know, the timing is terrible because you felt like it was going to be this moment but then it didn't sound like you were interested in touring at least in the same way yeah I'd like to play like a few nice shows and like be out in the world a bit more but as a lifestyle like I used to do it I don't think I could physically do it it's like I'm too ill for that lifestyle now (laughs) and that's like facts you know I speak to other female or female identified artists and they're like I'm 34 some of them even have kids and they're like I can't do this stuff anymore Uh, whereas like my husband and other people mostly men would love to just be out and party and keep keep up with the lifestyle it's I think it's a deep personal preference at the end of the day I was just thinking about um, how like drugs also feature in that you, you mentioned before that you like you, the, your your mouth being dry reminded you of, of drugs. Of, and it's just like yeah. you know being at that age where you just can't, your body can't so handle that either. Well, it was just like drinking all that stuff. I've never been a drug person, but I love alcohol. <laughs> and yeah, now I have two drinks, and it's like I'm sick for the next three days. It sucks. Definitely at that phase, and it's like when I used to tour, I wouldn't actually drink that much. Uh, Because I was kind of like an ingenue, whatever you call it. Uh, 
I do remember I had this weird fascination with white Russians. So I would get to like a bar in Philadelphia and have like four liters of dairy mixed with booze before my show and feeling so ill. That's disgusting. Like skip the the white Russian habit and then sort of moved on from that to being older and much, much more sick. I think um, I think mine was like drinking whiskey straight or whatever. That was my phase. Yeah, I mean, we all have this drug of choice, so to say. In mine, were all these like <laughs> weird, like free drink ticket ad hoc cocktails <laughs> that people would make me. Um, yeah, it's like I, I didn't have a problem with it. It's always fun to have fun at your own show. But mostly I just thought it was exhausting, an exhausting way to live. Did you f- did you have anxiety with all the shows? Because I remember when we were in um, Tallinn and you were not excited about performing. But then afterwards just, you were fine uh, about it. I just remember I was tired that day. And um, of course you always get anxiety. I think if you tour, it's just kind of, you know, the, it takes the edge off. Just do it night after night after night. Uh, so now it's like if you actually play sporadically it feels much more high stakes and scary than just doing it every night and sort of being on autopilot which Mm -hmm. is what I used to do what is like what does life look like in 2021 like is it just still grounded in America like how are people going to tour because I guess for you like part of potentially part of the reason that you delayed the release was because a lot of people did like brief delays expecting things to get better but they just haven't and it's like will people ever tour again you know the the infrastructure could have completely collapsed by that point you know airlines won't exist i think they will tour again but it will be a hot minute and it's like i just don't know how people make it work you know i know so many people who rely on the income from music including my own husband people who are promoters People who do everything from like a weekly DJ night at the local bar to like severe international touring, depending on what they've got going on. And like at every level, just seeing all this stuff disappear, it's like super depressing. And we were just talking about that too with my husband, Nick, who who was saying like, it feels like my life is over. Like two days ago, it was like mental health day. And I was like, oh, isn't that ironic? Like, okay, there's this day, but actually the mental health has never been (laughs) worse than it is right now and we're six months in and there's like no relief or refuge from this really boring and dull everyday reality i think people in europe like had a nice summer or something but here in the u.s like it's been pretty dead and yeah i just give so much kudos to people who found ways to thrive I know the government came through with some unemployment funds for many people that I know, so that's been interesting to see. But also hearing people say, like, I am now making more money than when I used to have a job is insane. Like, how is that our country? Yeah. <laughs> that you're better off being on unemployment. But at least it was there for people when they needed it. Um, so it's just seeing all these developments, it's really depressing. It's also like, I mean your life would probably look much different if you didn't have a music career in that period uh, of time right i'd like how likely would it have been that you would have wound up in la 
Oh, when I first came to California? Not only California, like New York, London, as an oh, Estonian. Yeah, without music, I wouldn't be here today. But it's it's just hard to rem- remember what took you from A to B uh, when your journey, quote-unquote, started as a 20-something. Not that the journey isn't still ongoing, but those years in my 20s, they were very important and formative. And, I mean, I ended up in the UK due to, like, academic pursuits because I wanted to do my master's, but after that, everywhere I went was mostly due to music or thanks to music. And also, because um, you're a citizen now as well. Um, and that's, Yeah, that was all because of music. Yeah, that's like a... I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but how much of a of feat that I'll was. Of course talk about it, yeah. Um, the fact that you got your... Because some people assume that you married into a green card. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I'll never be offended by that because it's so funny. But just to have every person ask if you got married because of the green card when you marry your husband is really funny. Uh, yeah, people just assume things and it's like, wouldn't be the first time, I guess. But I wish it had been so easy because, yeah, doing it via marriage is is simpler my process took like about nine years <laughs> and so um in the end when i got the citizenship i was just like i was like what is this because i was at the ceremony which you also attended it was really cool it was two weeks before all the covid measures kicked in and i was sitting there in the room with like five thousand people with some kids coughing and people already wearing masks. And then I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to catch this virus at the citizenship ceremony because there are 5,000 people here. Mm-hmm. And that was like the last ceremony in Los Angeles before everything was shut down. And I get handed this beautiful printout with like Donald Trump's signature welcoming me to America. <laughs> and I was like, OMG, I can't believe this. It's like you do feel like you're on a reality show. This was just a teaser for an episode of AQMB's Artist Statement podcast, available exclusively to our subscribers. If you'd like to listen to this and other bi-monthly episodes like it in full, consider signing up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash AQNB. You'll also have free access to downloadable compendiums of new music and digital artworks, while helping support our commitment to presenting fresh perspectives around art, music and online culture at aqnb.com. Our theme music is Coughing Up Pearls by Felicita. See you next time.